putting a bag in front of your face for some reason? <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Because every time I look at you, I laugh. That's not a nice thing to say. <laughs> no, I mean, when I'm trying to do a serious intro, I laugh. Oh, hello there. You're listening to I Stop. <laughs> You're doing it. Doing what? I was just looking at you. You don't have to look at me. Okay, I'll close my eyes. Will that help you? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Oh, hello there. You're listening to I Love This, You Should Too, a podcast with Indy Randawa and Samantha Hees. How are you, Indy? I am Super Sam. Oh, Super Sam. Sam. I'm Super Sam. (laughs) (laughs) You're regular Sam. It's not until nighttime when there's crime that you turn into Super Sam. Super Sam. I like that. I'm pretty good. I don't know. I don't have a good answer to these ever. No? Unless I'm like, I have a broken leg or something. I have no stories. How are you doing? I'm good. Oh, you sound like you mean it. I'm really I good. don't sound like I mean it. Had a good weekend. I'm excited about cheer season, which we will talk about later. Oh, and I thought we're on the podcast. We'll have a break from talking about cheerleading, but nope, we're going to talk about it on the podcast, Tough right? Tough break. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I'm Samantha. And I'm doing great. Yeah, that was like the happiest Alcoholics Anonymous <laughs> meeting. That's like Happy People Anonymous. Yeah. I'm Samantha and I'm doing great. I am doing great. What are you drinking, Sam? Uh, today I'm drinking the Alley Cat 5 and 3 quarter Bears Stout. Um, we got a growler of it last night. It was on sale at the liquor store and I love it. It is very good. It's a nice, smooth, easy drinking stout. You yes. could probably have a few of them while a lot of stouts are a bit, uh, a little heavier. A yeah, little... you could drink this all night. Yeah. And you're gonna. Roasty, delicious, kind of cocoa-y. Five and three quarters bear? Bears. <laughs> a, I want to know the story behind that name. Me too. We'll have to ask next time. What are these additional cat. bears doing? Why not just three? Yeah, there's three bears, but then there's another... Two and three quarters bear. What's that three quarter bear doing? Yeah. Oh, that's scary. Which quarter are we missing? Yeah. Well, this is one of our in-between episodes where we don't have a big movie to talk about, but Sam is going to be telling us what we will be watching for the next week. Because it's a Sam pick week. She's dancing right now. I don't, You can't tell because this is audio, but I, I think it comes through <laughs> in her voice of all the dancing she's doing. I'm very excited about this pick. But until we hear about this big new thing we're going to be watching... Oh, she's dancing more now. <laughs> Let's do some little picks of the week. What you've been watching, listening, reading. What do you got going on this week, Sam? Um, I've been reading... Well, I've been listening to audiobooks. Um, all by the same author called Ellen Hildebrand. And she has a series of books called The Winter Street Chronicles or something. And it's about a family on Nantucket, and it's very, it's just a nice different approach to a family, so. Oh, I thought by the covers that they were like Nicholas Sparks style books. Um, a little bit, but also you get a very different family dynamic than you would in a usual, like, Nicholas Sparks style romance. Except in those ones where it's revealed that characters were ghosts the whole time. Ghosts the whole time. I've seen a couple of Nicholas Sparks movies, <laughs> yeah. and some of them are nuts. Nuts, yeah. And I love them for that because they are ridiculous. But I don't know anything about this Ellen Hildebrand. It's spelled E L I N. E L I N. 
that's how you spell her name. Oh. So I had to wait until I actually heard the podcast person or the audiobook person saying it because I was like, is it Elin? Is it Ellen? Is it Elin? She's an author that I've often seen on like the bookshelves in like stores and stuff and I've always thought oh like you know someday I'll read one of her books and then and then I got one out of the library and now I can't stop listening to her books <laughs> so I'm hooked oh another plug for the library where you can also get audiobooks delivered right to your phone delivered. you don't even need to go to the library I haven't been to the library in weeks <laughs> no so what are the names of the books um, so there's Winter Street is the first one, and it's all about the Winter Street Inn in Nantucket, which is like the inn that the family owns. Um, and then there's Winter Stroll, and Winter Stroll Weekend is a big like holiday festival in Nantucket. And then Winter Storms and Winter Solstice, and I'm about a third of a way through Winter Storms, so I don't know actually what happens yet. Are they Gilmore Girls reminiscent? The small town with an inn and a special festival sounds like Gilmore Girls. To me. A little bit, actually. Yeah, it's got that that kind of feel to it. Um, there's like a brother who's away in Afghanistan and then is missing throughout the books. <gasps> and then there's a brother who gets charged with um, insider trading and goes to jail for one of the books. Good. And then it's like, what does the wife of the man in jail how does she cope with it and what about the inn and then someone has an affair and it's it's just it's fun and they're quick moving books so they're all those things you said sounded like tragic and you're like yeah it's fun (laughs) well it's like it's fun because it moves so quickly like you don't get bogged down into like a certain story or anything how would you categorize these books beach read (laughs) okay yeah like light and fun and like not gonna impact your everyday life like light and fun books about people missing in Afghanistan wars. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, loves like it's like mostly love stories and that kind of thing, but it's very light and fun and uh you can get lost in it for a little bit, but it's not going to like drag you down or anything. So, Indy, do you have a pick of the week this week? I do. What is it? It... I wish you'd tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this kind of witty banter we can have run this podcast for years to come. For years to come. My pick of the week is the Netflix show, BoJack Horseman. Mm, A lot of Netflix love on this episode. Yours was books. <laughs> no, my my. Are Netflix those books love... on Netflix? No, my Netflix love is coming. Oh, tell me about BoJack Horseman. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> We're being so cordial to each other. <laughs> it's like we don't actually know each other. Well, we start off with the "How are you doing today?" as if we haven't spent the last like forty-eight hours together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sitting on the couch. <laughs> hey, we just got home from the gym. Yeah, we did. We were just on the couch. Well, we came home from the gym and then had a piece of pizza. <laughs> on the couch. That's on true. The couch, yeah. yeah, it's all about balance. It is Life all about, is balance. about balance. If you learn anything from this podcast, it's that you need to balance your pizza intake with workouts. That's what this podcast is about? No, oh, just... man, I've been way off. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Bojack Horseman. <laughs> So if you're not familiar with it at all, it's an animated series. There is six seasons of it, and it's all done now. So I waited until now to talk about it on the show. It's a world where there are like anthropomorphized animals that live alongside humans, and it's just not a big deal. Like Some people are horses, some people are cats, some people are iguanas, and some people are humans. That sounds scary. It does, but wouldn't it be fun? 
<laughs> it would be fun, yeah. It, once you get over the initial shock and then you're just like at work with a puppy, that'd be cool. That would be pretty neat. Yeah. Except for that I just want to cuddle my coworker. Well, it depends on what your office policy is on that. I guess, yeah. And then if they ever have babies, the baby is just one species or another. They're not like a mix. Oh, okay. So there's no cataguanas because that would be scary. A cat guana. And it follows the titular Bojack Horseman, who is a horse, as his name would suggest. And he is a washed up 90s sitcom star. But then at the beginning of the series, he's trying to like kind of get back into things. He does get some roles. And it's just following him through a few years of his life. And it's a uh, it's a really tough so- show to get through sometimes. It's pretty depressing for the most part. It takes a uh, an unflinching look at a lot of things that maybe TV shows don't often deal with. Oh, yeah? I think what a lot of the show is about, it's about why bad people are bad. Oh. Not like in uh, the sense of serial killers, but just like shitty people. Why are they like that? We all know people that are just, they're just bad they're people. Just bad people, yeah. And we're like, Why? And it starts off with maybe attributing it to just narcissism of um, this Hollywood star. And you think, yeah, that's an explanation. But then it just keeps going and you start looking at the complex influences of how they were raised, the trauma that they've survived, and how people harmed them over Mm -hmm. the years. And then you're like, okay, maybe that's an explanation. But it goes further than that. And then we start looking into those people who did that damage. What happened to them to make them like that? And everything in the show feels very earned because there is a lot of backstory for just about everything. And that's something that you can't easily do in in most shows. And maybe right. because it's animated, it's a lot easier that way. For sure. Yeah, I could see that being hard to do in like a live action mm-hmm. show. Um, it also looks at substance abuse and addiction and how that could have been the cause of things. But all of that's set up and all of that is fine and well done but what i love is that this show takes an extra step so it doesn't end right there it almost suggests that just because you found the root of your trauma or that you've gotten sober that that's not the end that's not where things finish just because you know like oh this happened to me and that's why i do these bad things in relationships that's where things kind of start that's where you can kind of start to make that change right because in real life that's not the end of of a problem you're not like oh i'm just a bad person Yeah, (laughs) and I think that's where the show was at one point, but then they got more seasons and it got to explore all of this a lot further. And it says, like, yeah, just because you've uh, come to terms with these sort of things doesn't mean you're home free because the terrible things you've done are still out there. Uh, The lives that you've ruined are still ruined. And regardless of if you found peace or completed your 12 steps... You've done this damage, and that's where you kind of have to start. Coming to terms with your own trauma or upbringing or whatever it is, is the beginning of things, For not sure. the end. This show sounds deep. It really is. And I wonder if because it's a silly show with like horsemen that they can get away with doing this when other shows can't. Because there's at times where characters will straight up just say, this is what happened, and this is how I feel now. Maybe it doesn't feel appropriate in other shows to just be that direct right there's not many that do that that i can think of at least but in this show they can do that because then it often gets paired with some sort of like silly scheme that a character has because it does get into like funny silly stuff a lot of the time oh, interesting. too yeah. hmm. 
And one thing that I really liked, there's a kind of a uh, a through line about the fetishization of trauma almost. Hmm. And the idea that if we've suffered for some reason and if we don't do anything with that pain, if we don't grow or teach others or create art, then like, what was it for? And maybe I'm just projecting my own personal things on this one, but I think that's something that a lot of people deal with that it's how you cope with your own trauma that like this is going to make me be better. Right. If I've suffered this long, it's for a reason because if you just suffered for no reason, then it feels so hollow. Like what's right? the point? What's the point? <laughs> yeah. And it has characters who kind of recover at times and then they have to deal with like, if I suffered all that time for nothing, why wasn't I just happy then? Why did I suffer? Mm -hmm. I gained nothing from that. And to have all of that negativity, that trauma, that suffering be for nothing is, yeah, that's that's, that's tough. That's dark. a hard thing to, <laughs> yeah. to deal with. But it also kind of shows you like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't fetishize your own trauma. Maybe it's not something that's making you great. Maybe that's what held you back and you mm. need to go beyond that. It's a, yeah, there's a lot of great issues in this show about talking wallabies and dogs named Mr. Peanut Butter. Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah. Oh, that's I think so you'd cute. like Mr. Peanut Butter. Okay, well, now I want to watch Bojack Horseman. Mr. Peanut Butter really comes to terms with how all of his marriages have failed, and maybe it's not them. Maybe it was him. And he, uh, the growth of a character named Mr. Peanut Butter. Truly great writing, Are really. Are getting emotional? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> emotional about Mr. Peanut Butter. And then it deals with a lot of other things because it's a Hollywood show, meaning that it takes place in Hollywood with movie stars and stuff. It deals with uh, misogyny in the industry. And actually, just let me talk about that for a second. Okay. <laughs> because that's something we hear about yes, a yeah. lot. And it, other shows deal with it. But this deals with some things maybe that we don't as much because one character in a show in this show is a kind of a whistleblower on some a celebrity who had been doing terrible things. Right. And it deals much less with that terrible celebrity and more with this person whose career and life is getting ruined just because they said something that they had seen. Right. Right. And that's not a story we always get to hear. There's a, another character who was always outside of these terrible sex scandals or just adjacent to them at least. And then he eventually realizes that he had been using, definitely not like assaulting anybody, but had been using power in relationships in a way that he didn't even realize it. Oh. But that's that's another part of that, right? And a part that's not dealt with. And okay. a part that most people don't realize if that's something they're doing. Right. So BoJack Horseman, it's... Uh, that's crazy. Some deep stuff. So much deeper than I thought it was. It's I've, a like, really I've good show. I've seen you, like, because we live together, I've seen you watching it. Yeah. And I've come in and I've watched, like, you know, 10 minutes here and there. And, like, I did not realize it was that deep. Yeah, well, sometimes you come in and it's, like, a guy wearing a spaghetti strainer on his head and he's on his way to strain the ocean out of spaghetti. That's the part that happened on the show. <laughs> but then sometimes you're watching someone give their best friend the dose of heroin that kills them. And... Mm. They have to deal with that, oh. right? It's it's all over the place, but it's a it's a good watch. All I say is, if you're gonna watch it, get through the first season. Oh, the first season isn't well. It's good, but I know a lot of reviews of the show that came out at the beginning had to absolutely change how they review things because they watched the first five episodes and review it then, and right. it doesn't get kind of uh, deeper until a little later than that. Oh, interesting. But I say go through to like four. If you get through four and you don't like it, then. Well, you've already wasted a lot of time. Season Might as well four? finish it. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> I thought you had episode four. Yeah. 
No, just just watch it. Okay. Give it a chance. It's a good show. I'll see what I can do. Well, actually, I'll bet on some point, once I finish with movies, if I start doing TV shows, this will probably be in the top five or so that I would bring to you, because it's an easy watch. Are you ever going to run out of movies? No, but maybe I'll get bored. You'll just want to change that. Yeah. Okay. After we do, like, Futurama, which is the best TV show ever. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I'm ready. But I think we're about at that time for you to reveal... Well, she's dancing again for you to reveal what we're going to be watching and talking about next week. So I feel like this isn't going to be a surprise to you at all, um, since I haven't stopped watching it since it came out. Uh, but we're going to be watching Netflix hit TV show Cheer. Oh, man. Just that old man sounded like I'm not happy. I'm curious about the show yeah. and I would like to watch it. But when we had our big thing about, you know what? I'm not doing any more Bring It On movies. I was like, oh, we're going to move past cheerleading. And then all we talk about when we're not on this podcast is cheerleading and what we're going to eat next. We're going to now bring it into the podcast too. More cheerleading. More cheerleading. I do think most of our audience was saying like, this show's all right, but it needs more cheerleading. I think so. I think so. I think everybody was saying that. And guess what? We heard you (laughs) and we're doing it. For you. So you had just talked about cheer not too long ago on this mm, podcast like, as yeah, you pick of the week. Yeah, four five episodes ago. And now you're like, you know what? That wasn't enough. We need to do a full episode well, on I want that. you to watch it. And I want to hear what you think. Okay. Because I think you'll really like it. I've just recently started watching Last Chance You. Oh, yes. Um, and I, I'm enjoying it so far. Football is something that I really don't know like a whole bunch about. So it's really interesting to kind of see the correlation between, um, two very serious sports, um, and, uh, kind of see some parallels and some coaching things that, uh, I definitely wouldn't do. There was, I just watched a scene in Last Chance You where he used the F word like 97 times in one, the one go. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was like, ooh, okay, I'm a nice coach in comparison to him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I think I think you're going to like it. I'm really hoping you're going to like it. The reason I picked for us to do this is because I just kind of keep coming back to it. During cheer season, you know, we have bad practices and I feel kind of tired and annoyed and, you know, like giving up. So I just kept coming back and realizing that it's not just me. It's everybody. And everybody has those times. And okay. It... I have like 19 questions about the last few things you just okay. said. So first, what are the non-serious sports? You um, said two serious sports like football and cheerleading. Which ones are the not serious ones? Ones that you can't take to quite a high level. Like, like I feel like they don't yell at cricket players quite as much. What? Are you kidding? No. Do you think cricket's not at a high level? Why? Well, I'm not saying like, realize, high like level. worldwide, it's probably in the top ten most popular sports in the world. I feel like it's less of an intense sport. I don't know. There's like billions of dollars at stake in cricket. Maybe I don't know enough about cricket. I don't think I know that much about cricket. Although there was a good episode of Patriot Act about, about cricket. Yeah, about all the corruption in the cricket world. Interesting. Okay. And I think there's, I think cricket's pretty serious. Huh. Okay. Well, I like there are sports that aren't handled quite as intensely as football coaches handle, you know, their athletes. Next question. Okay. How many episodes is this show? Six. Oh, and they're like hour-ish? They're, yeah, it's about six hours in total. Okay. And it's on Netflix. And it's on Netflix. And you watched it the week it came out? Yes. How many times have you watched 
the season through. I've just finished my third season, but it's been your third watch of the only season. Yes, I just finished my third watch of the season. Um, Next question: Do you think you have a problem? No. Okay. Uh, Next question: When you're all stressed out with coaching cheerleading, you find it relaxing to come and watch other people coach cheerleading? Yes. Huh. Okay. Like I said, it reminds me that I'm not the only one who's going through like a bad practice or like oh, gotcha. is like feeling too tired. To so coach. you're like even these great like people awesome, are doing yeah. that kind of thing. So it's fine that if that's happening to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. It's like reassuring. Yeah. And it's nice to kind of remember why I love the sport so much. Um, I would ask all these other questions, but we've already talked about this for we have, yeah. on the podcast, so I feel like I'm ready. I know what I'm getting into. Okay. Do you want to watch a trailer? They've won the Grand Championship several times. They could beat anybody. People from all over the country come here to cheer for Monica. Navarro, where is it located? Zoom in. Where? I guess I'm going there. My goal was to be the best cheer program in the country. We only compete once for two minutes and 15 seconds in Daytona. That may be your last time in your career. You are a freaking Navarro cheerleader. It's definitely a privilege. We have kids that come from broken home or troubled past. I kind of lost myself. If I wouldn't have came here, I'd be sitting in a jail cell right now. I hold things in because I feel like I'll be judged sometimes. In my head, I just feel like I'm never good enough for people. Your own brother is turning on you, jumping you. They were trying to beat him into a man. They would make me feel like I was not a part of the family. Those are my kids. I'll fight tooth and nail for them. She knows how to produce. Do it again. She is a beast. You work so hard your entire life for a moment. Do it again. If you want to be one of the top teams at the competition, you have to step it up. Do what you are here to do. Leave the legacy you want to leave behind. What we're reaching for, it's it's insane. You keep going until you get it right, and then you keep going until you can't get it wrong. Whoever thought of chucking someone into the air and see how many times they can flip? That person is psychotic, but yeah, I'm the crazy person that does it. We can, we can, we will, we will, we must, we must, let's get it. Ooh, looks good. <laughs> now I just want to go watch it again. Of course. The trailer got me all excited. <laughs> it does look exactly like Last Chance You. It's very, you can tell it's, it's very the same, similar, yeah. The same crew making it. Yeah, the visually it looks very similar and thematically it seems very similar mm-hmm. as well. But I'm excited to watch it. I don't have a lot more to say since we already talked about it. Yeah, you already talked about it a little bit too. So yeah, Um, it's available on Netflix. So for people who think they don't want to watch this, what can you say to them? Because I feel like I'm already on the side that's been convinced that like, no, cheerleading is a legitimate sport. (laughs) I think a lot of people aren't there yet because they don't have the the knowledge of it. Yeah, um, I think it's a really good look into the world of cheerleading and... um, If you are one of those people who has a very definite idea of what they think cheerleading is, um, unless you have, like, a family member who is, like, directly involved in cheerleading, you probably don't really understand what it is. And I think that everyone should go watch this. And then, like, make your own decisions. Just watch the first episode. I think it'll get you hooked and you'll be more um, kind of open to the idea of cheer as a sport. And 
wanting to watch the rest of the series. Yeah, go watch it. That's what we're going to do. Yes. We're going to watch it. It'll be your fourth time through. Yeah. It'll be my first time. So we often talk about what we think we're going to think. Yeah, what do you think you're going to think? I think I'm going to like it. I think I'll get caught up in the stories. I think I'll be impressed by the athleticism in practice. Mm -hmm. Because that's the thing with cheerleading that makes it the hardest for someone like me to get into. Because I appreciate the athleticism. Mm -hmm. But when you watch it, you're watching, what, two and a half minutes of something? You're watching, like, the best, most glittery part. So you're not seeing the hard work nearly as much. Because it's much more performative. Yes. And less than what we would consider competitive in the traditional sense. Because yes. you're not against someone. Like when you Google cheerleading and you look at it on like YouTube, um, you're seeing, yeah, you're seeing show-offs. You're seeing them step onto the mat and you're seeing them portray like their team. But like recently at a competition, we had a girl cry on the warm-up mat because she was in so much pain. And then she went out and performed flawlessly. And you don't see the crying in the back. You see the glittery, sparkly, happy girl that we put on the mat. And so I think that by watching this, you'll definitely get like an inside glimpse of just how hard this sport is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm interested to see that because it's a lot harder to see the hard work because I only ever see competitions. I'm not watching practices. Yeah, you don't come to practice. So yeah, you don't see that. So I'm excited to see that. I think I'm going to like it. I think that the time is going to be real quick because I know from Last Chance You that you get caught up in the stories and you just want to see what happens. It definitely, like, I was surprised when I realized that it was only six hours or that it was six hours. Like, it felt like it was like a two-hour movie. Mm -hmm. Uh But then on the downside, what I'm worried about is I don't know what I will talk about after. When we talk about movies, we really break down things. We do like visual stuff and all sorts of themes throughout it. And in this, I think it's more about like, oh, I liked this character. They were really nice. This person's story was heartbreaking. And it'll be less about maybe the art of filmmaking and more about these actual lives of actual people, which will be a bit of a departure that way. Yeah. Because this will be the first documentary we've done yet. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see kind of what we end up talking about oh maybe i should pick a documentary for one of my next ones sure thin blue line hoop dreams nanook of the north no that one of course that sounds cozy it's of the north. i just problematic imagine big furry hoods that's what i imagine. yeah there's some of yeah. that too <laughs> okay well we're gonna go start netflix cheer and uh you can watch along and join us next week when we discuss uh what indy thought and what you think and what i still think <laughs> Okay, goodbye. Everyone in Nantucket is named Chip Cunningham.